Welcome to the Born and Raised Audio Experience. Presented by Onyx. Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of Born and Raised Audio Experience. Brought to you by Onyx Hunt. Um, here with one of our best friends. Uh, cherish his friendship. Steve and I were chatting last night over uh, some old fashions. And it feels like it's been 20 years already. Yeah. But it hasn't. It's been like 12. 12. It's just that. It still blows my mind because it just seems so... We're a couple just of kids. So, I mean, yeah. Going from late 20s to late 30s now. And yeah, things are... I just wish gone. I was in my 30s. <laughs> it's totally different with me. It's like me. I feel so long ago. It feels like forever. Like Really? Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. not that, you know, I yeah. don't cherish our friendship. Don't get me wrong. But it's like... There's so many things like when you mentioned Colorado, I'm like, I forgot all about Colorado. Right, that we've been hunting forever. It's been forever. Yeah. 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 Same but like that's me. 2017. Six yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know. Yeah. And it seems like to me, it seems like a hundred years ago. Yeah. yeah. Life, a lot of life has happened. That's yeah. for sure. Absolutely. So yeah. Steve, currently uh CEO, founder, president, Bang, president <laughs> yeah, yeah. of Exo Mountain Gear. Yeah. I mean, we're a small company, so yeah, I'm the owner, operator, just kind of do everything with Exo Mountain Gear, and then also own SNS Archery. Um that uh, that's been around for quite a while now, actually. That yeah. was actually like literally. I, I specifically remember we were at the Archers of Field booth, Portland, February 2011. This guy's walk around. He has a collared shirt on, the SNS <laughs> archery <laughs> and an SNS hat, yeah. and I'm like, we were peddling DVDs, of course. You know, Darn right. we just came out with 30 Days. It was the I think it was the launch of 30 Days. Was it? Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, SNS archery. What's that? He's like, oh, it's a website I own. I'm like, tell more. <laughs> What's a website? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You ever you seen a DVD? Because we had, did we, had we done our first pure elevation teaser? So, yeah, I you remember seeing something. Seeing yeah. something. Um, and I don't, I think it was pure elevation, but it was under John Abernathy's like Vimeo account. Yeah. Yep, yep, so yep. I don't even know it was branded Vimeo. Right. And I'm like, you know, we were talking at that time, basically, like the full draw film tour was just. Like we did our first year summer tour of three locations and we're like planning the next year and like Anyways, we just started talking and you're like, yeah, I filmed some stuff too and yeah And it like kind of sparked and next thing you know, you, I, I remember that was like that was the first thing was like this you guys I remember that video was was that when you guys did the mountain bike play in reverse? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep, like yep. the basically it was the storyline built around um, training yeah you know exercise all the way through to the hunt but like you basically like lead start the video leading in shooting the bull and then zip and it's it all like back. yeah it goes back to like how it really I got goosebumps that. thinking about that dude, dude. yeah I, I, I dig the crap out of doing hunting videos uh and then stopped uh, it became too much, <laughs> too right. much. Yeah. yeah so the reason that we wanted to do this honestly guys kind of put a little bit of a, a, a a preface or guidelines around what we're going to talk about today is the entrepreneurship, right? And they're cool podcasts, I think, to listen to because everybody has a different journey, right? Mm -hmm. And everybody kind of goes about it differently. And that's that's the cool thing about yeah. it. But in, in the same journey doesn't have to be about business, but just life correct. in general. Like, correct. Growth, you know, how you got from here to here, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and I think with your story, I think it's just it's amazing because before we started this talking about you started out with your very first start in what was it? 
SNS. 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 Yeah. And then you grew to. So yeah, that my timeline was SNS Archery, and then we did Pure Elevation Production. So we started making hunting DVDs, and that's right right when we started. That's when I ran into Cody, um, and then I think it was either Ice Solid. No, started the Northwest Mountain Challenge which was 3D archery shoot, still exists today. I have no affiliation with it anymore. Gotcha. And then I wanted to make a broadhead, so I did solid broadhead company, designed and, and sold a broadhead company. And then right after that, started Exo Mountain Gear. Crazy. Uh, which is basically, you started SNS in 2010, nine? No, seven or eight. Oh, was it really? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah like, early the, days of it, yeah. yeah. So that, um, yeah, my story there is simply, I was, um, uh, my family owned a construction company and I worked for them. And then I saw my very first business was, we had all these people reaching out to us that needed odd jobs done. And, uh, you know, my brother was just like, ah, I can't, I don't have the time to deal with these things, you know? And uh, I was like, man, I'll, I'll just start up a, my own little LLC. And, and we had these guys that worked for us that um, I basically hired. And so I started my own little separate company and we had, had all these odds and end jobs. So I just go meet them every morning at 5 a.m. at the job site, line them out. And then I'd go to my regular job at, you know, by 8 a.m. And, um, and that was probably, I was probably 20 years old, I think. Wow. And, um, and then I was getting, at 18 is when I got shot my first bow and just like, you know, dove head first off the cliff into archery and just really learning about that. And, and so that, coincided with like my frustration of going to the bow shop and the bow tech didn't know what the heck he was doing and I'm like hey, there's got to be better ways to do this so I was like well, I'll just figure it out myself and started buying all my own equipment and then Idaho's super easy to filing a doing business as so I just went down there and paid my 10 bucks and do DBA SNS archery and all of a sudden I had my own SNS archery business um, so and then I reached out to I think like Victory Arrows was my very first, like, hey, I've got an archery shop. What's it take to, you know, like sell your arrows? <laughs> and some of the stuff was just so easy. Oh, you need to order $400 worth of arrows. And uh, I used a forum called Archery Talk and jumped on there and, hey, I'm selling Victory Arrows. Anybody need some arrows? You know? Like, Full spot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that was, so it was like Victory. I went elite archery when they were very in their infancy that you had to become a dealer. You had to order five bows. Like it was stupid. So you I, I reached out to like, four buddies. Uh, hey, you guys want a bow? I'm a dealer. My cost. I'm a dealer now. I'm a dealer now. Um, and then, yeah, that just trickled into just kind of doing more and more and more. And I was doing it all through archery talk, selling a boatload of stuff in the forums and the classifieds. And then. Uh, so like just PayPal or like yeah, that? just PayPal. Yeah. Yeah, back then. So you didn't even have a website? No, no just, website, nothing. Just sold, just started the business in the forums and it was totally just, I was still doing my two construction jobs and that was just in the evenings. Um, and then uh, it just kept growing and growing and growing. And then, oh yeah, so that was all, no, this is like 07, 08 is when the, you know, the economy crashed and my, my dad brother's company, they just weren't managing it super well. And it basically like in six months, the you construction know, deal. The construction company just went, just gone. Like the Boise construction market just stopped. It was a tough time. They were in debt at the time and everything was just poof, gone. And I was like, well, I've, I've already got this little SNS archery side business, so I'm just gonna keep rolling with this. I've created myself a little job here. And I was, you know, basically had very little debt. I bought a townhome or something with like, you know, $500 a month payment and um, just started like going full steam on that. And that's right at that time is when I was like, oh, I better build a website to make this a little bit more official and get more sales. And yeah. So yeah, that's that 08, 09. Volusion Soft or whatever. Volusion, yeah. yeah was the, that software. was like yeah. where you went 
to training and basically like started to figure that no what, no that was um i remember you talking about this yeah. like course that visible okay. volusion was the shopify gotcha. back then and there was this company out of seattle called visible and they were just like a internet marketing company like helped you kind of create stuff so they they actually were pretty instrumental in just getting me lined out early mm -hmm. on um just and i would just uh i wasn't busy so i just every morning like all right what's it what's something i could do today I'd, like type in like you know internet marketing and i'd find like oh you need to create a blog it's like all right i'll create a blog today today's choice just kept myself busy it just kept pushing on the gas pedal and what at that yeah. stage like back then like think way back then as far as kind of just starting and it sounds like you were just a squirrel going and just yeah hiding nuts everywhere what what like drove you as far as like did you have a mentor did you have or was it all self-done it's like self-taught self-everything or was there someone that you gleaned off of it all not no not really really yeah, it's all self early on self self-taught self-motivation mm -hmm. you know i just it's like i had to make it work i had to make money right. so it's just like i mean there's nothing more motivating than i gotta you know pay for my house and put food in the cupboard and at yeah. that time what is the motivation like is it just money or is it like free time is it is it what were you trying to do to success what were you what were you like going after more than anything mm, well i was having fun I know that because it was in in, nice. it was in archery. Yeah. I was like full on, just I was, it was something. I was super having fun and making money at the same time, so I was just like, you know, perfect, all in. Yeah, yeah. just worked nonstop. Yeah, six a.m. to ten p.m. Just because I was working from my house. Just yeah, half the day was sitting in pajamas on like you know lunchtime hit, go for a twenty mile mountain bike ride, come back, work the rest of the day, um, and just it was God, and it, it just kept growing and growing and got busier and busier and busier and uh yeah i got but you just kind of ease into that pace right like right it, uh, looking back at it now it's like oh my gosh i couldn't have done anything what i did now with now like a wife and kids and stuff you know because really? i was just a single guy freaking working yeah so ss archery's taken off and then 2010 i met a guy named lenny nelson we had a lot of common bow hunters backpackers mountain biking and uh, I'd been wa like wanting to make hunting videos and probably similar path as you guys, like watching the Primoses, watching the stuff that was out then, everything was about just kill shot. Like wanted to jump right into the 30 seconds before you kill an animal, kill the animal, move yeah. on to the next hunt. And from, I really enjoyed backpacking and that whole experience. And I was just like, yeah, this would be cool. Like no one's doing this very Nobody well. Was. Nobody was. And can, let's highlight, you know, it's less about the animal, more on the experience and just the whole process. You talk about that first video, it's like it's training and shooting our bows. And I think we even had to go into a 3D shoot in there and that yeah. rolled into scouting and then rolled into, yeah, rolled into a hunting season and um, just showed the whole thing. And, and uh, we were, you know, it's pretty successful yeah. with it, like for small as it was. And I remember bouncing like, hey, how do you make a DVD? You connected me with that place back in- Oh, Copycats yeah, Media. Copy yeah, Copycats Media. Goals, and, yeah. Uh, how to make DVDs, get get those produced. And um, I remember when I first met you in February at that show, it had been a couple weeks prior. And there's a specific clip in, what was the first one, 30 days? No, the first one was Tagged Tag Out. Tagged Out. Yeah. Where it was one of your highlight reels and it was just a foot, it was a, zoomed in on a foot stepping in a creek and water splashing up and that was on the reason yeah. yeah reason okay i remember that i sent to lenny like this is the kind of crap we need to be doing like this these kind of just little nuanced details capturing the video um that sticks in my mind yeah appreciate so, that yeah 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, tried to film that one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even remember the film, let alone uh, the shot. But yeah, uh, appreciate that. And uh, yeah, so we started making DVDs, and then you know, just things were just kind of snowball effect. Like yeah. that's how. I mean, how you, you, uh, you know, business is a snowball effect if you're doing it right. Like it's, yeah starts small and just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and your network gets bigger and bigger and things just start like it's hard at first and then it just you just do a good job and things just get easier and easier and easier um as you just kind of build out your network and was there ever time like it just kind of like the the house of cards kind of folded on you yeah um i would say so we started exxon 2014 probably around 16 17 my daughter was born in 16 and then I was like, I can't do this pace anymore. Yeah. Like I remember my app, like sometime in like July and August, my phone would ring upwards of 200 times a day with customers. It was nonstop. There's just, it was not sustainable pace <laughs> and I just wasn't enjoying life anymore. Yeah. And like, okay, I need to cut back. So I, about that time, I like uh, Tyler Crockett, was kind of like, hey man, I someone needs to take over the reins of pure elevation. I I can't do this anymore. I started backing away from Northwest Mountain Challenge and you know, just started like, okay, I've got family now. Like I just, I you know. But you still had like irons in multiple fights. I had irons yeah. in all of them. Yeah, I'm just taking roles, but just just started backing off of stuff. So um, yeah, I had done SNS pure elevation. And then I think it was the Northwest Mountain Challenge. But that, that was simply like, you know, me going to 3D shoots and being like, these are catered for, you know, people shooting 20. It was just making me frustrated. So it's like, oh, let's create an archery shoot that's um, hard, hard, <laughs> difficult. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just make a big event of it. We'll have, you know, uh, companies up there and seminars. And uh, so we started that. 2012 was the first year of that. Uh, maybe that was like bogus. Yeah, bogus yeah. basin skiers are outside of Boise. I reached out to. I knew I couldn't do it by myself, so I reached out to Dead on Archery. TJ's the owner of the archery shop in Boise. Mm. Um, I was like, "Hey, I want to do this. I can't do this by myself. You want to partner up on it?" So we did, um, and it was yeah successful. We did it. You know, for I was very involved in it for five six years. Uh, obviously, it's still going today and going strong. And how many uh, events do they have? Here? Uh, technically, still. With the three, three? so Stevens Pass, Hoodoo, and Tamarack, but they tried to Montana, it kind of bailed. They tried it during COVID, it's crap, it never took off. And then this year, some other guys are taking it, um, taking a trailer and going down Just, to Texas and crap oh, like cool. that. Oh, okay. I don't know the details, but cool. Uh, and then I did Solid Broadheads, which that was, you know, I might have a very like, technical mind, engineering kind of mind, where I was just looking at broadheads and frustrated and yeah, I had ideas. Yeah, what, what, what inspired that as far as couldn't find something yeah, you liked or was find, it just yeah, like, everything. I wanna try something new? So my business motto would be, um, if you can find something where you feel there's a legitimate gap and you can create a product that adds value mm. to the customer, right? Like there's so many products out there that are marketing gimmicky BS. and. Yeah. Those companies can do well for two, three, four, five years, but eventually it's a house of cards and it folds, right? Like yeah. you have to create a product or create a service that makes somebody's life better. Yeah. Uh, and if you can do that, you have, you'll, you'll be successful. Um, so with Broadheads, it was just my frustration of just sick of poor fly. Like I just could like, you know, here's 10 Broadheads and here's 10 things I like about all of them and no one's like put all of those things together. Uh, so I got connected with a machine shop in Boise 
sat down with the, they had an in-house engineer designer and sketched out on a napkin what my perfect broadhead looks like. And that like we met in January and then by like July, I was selling those things. And then I had a really good relationship with um, Elite Archery at the time and the owner of it, Pete, reached out to me because he saw it and he was like, hey, I would like to buy this. You know, I think I was 24. Pretty naive, of you were. yeah, and yeah. like, uh, okay, yeah. like, you know, I didn't know what to do. Sure, um, he kind of promised me, not promised me the world, but like, you know, it's like, oh, you're gonna make this much, and you have royalties. Like, ah, oh, this all sounds pretty great to me, and so I sold it to him, and then, uh, yeah, certainly regret that decision. Just not, you know, didn't pan out. Like oh, you I do want. regret that. Oh God, yeah, really? I don't. I have, I guess, yeah, I, like I have no regrets because everything is a learning experience, right? So even something that I feel Good like advice. I could have done better, I you still learned of, from right. it. I came out ahead of it. Yeah. Like if I don't have a negative, like, ah, oh, man, I'm pissed at those guys. Right. It's like, you know, I, like, I, like clearly I'm, you know, doing well here. Like got some successful companies and I, I made mistakes and learned from them and applied them. And I don't think, you know, had I kept that company, maybe I wouldn't have started Exo Mountain Gear. I, I don't know, right? So it's, it's hard to look back and be negative about it. Right. Um, and then, so yeah, sold solid. And you know, it wasn't much money or anything like that. Um, but, uh, uh, and then backpacks was kind of like my thing of um, just, you know, I was getting into backpack hunting more and more. No hunting companies were making a pack like specifically for backpacking. Uh, you everything know, was heavy. Everything was heavy. We were, you know, I was like, when I was scouting, I'd, I had like a Gregory Z40 pack that I'd used. I loved it. It was lightweight, comfortable, you know, with your 20 pound pack, it worked awesome, but you couldn't take it hunting. And then you go hunting it's like, what do you use? And at the time I was using Everly stock packs and they just weren't like backpacking focused at all. And so I just decided. Eight pounds empty, I believe. Uh, was, was was that yeah. one, yeah, yeah, it was pretty, pretty um, heavy. So I just like Lenny and I, you know, um, Basically, we're hunting buddies and hunting together, and basically said, "Let's let's see if we can make one." You know, like so, why not? I already know how to build a website. I know how to launch a company. I know how to sell products. Like, let's make a backpack. And we got connected with a sew shop in Boise. Uh, had no clue what we were doing. I they gotta had, imagine that was just like <laughs> they had. No I, clue I can't imagine. Like all this, 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 just okay. Here's my sew shop. You yeah. know, and well, we need to make a harness. You know, yeah. I mean, like, how did that even go about? Yeah, just you know, a lot of it's like. Same with the broadheads, like, okay, here's 20 packs that I own. Here's what I like about this one and that one and what I don't like. Gotcha. Here's my ideas, what can be improved. Gotcha. And then you just, so you kind of start with a, a template in your mind and and then you just start building the pack. And yeah, the first ones were rough, man. Like, I, I mean, yeah. the, uh, I'll give you a little backstory about um, the very first prototype. We broke into Lenny's Forerunner at like one in the morning yeah. on our way to Colorado in 2013. Yeah. And, uh, because basically it was like they oh, literally I got I was done there. at the sew shop that day like yeah. yeah i want you guys to test these things yeah. check them out and so here we come with little backpack experience at that time we go to load our packs it was like i can't fit half this stuff <laughs> you know it's like uh, i just remember the metal stays they were so small it yeah, seemed like and yeah. it was just like I heard this rear, 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 and I'm like, what in the world? Yeah. And he goes like that, pop, pop, broke, like, oh, broke, the broke it right off. <laughs> yeah, and so, but it was, yeah. that's, it, it's cool to look back at that and be like, right. we're, we're part of it. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. in a small way, but a part of it. Absolutely, you know? yeah, you guys, 
but I think you were, you know, we built two packs and then we built five for you guys. And those are the first seven. I think the only seven that were tested in 13. Yeah. It's just really? us. Well, That's maybe cool. Jason and Tyler had one too. So maybe there's eight. eight or nine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we built those, you know, packs and we were, it took us, um, we started that in early 13. You guys hunted, we hunted with them in 13 and, uh, you know, Lenny had a full-time job. I was running, I was already super, super busy, but we were just, just finding time to make this work. All, you know, a lot of late nights that year. And then just kind of pushed, put the pedal to the metal and said, you know, January 1st of 14, we're gonna launch this thing. And we had only, I think all of our prototyping, we had spent five grand each. We had about 10 grand total into the company. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And then, so January 1st, we published uh, the website, more of as a blog give some information, start teasing it. And then I want to say like in, maybe in March, I can't, yeah, it feels like a 50 years ago, but we basically pre-sold, you know, I think we sold like 400 packs the first day. No um, kidding? Yeah, like we, you know, I think I used Rock Slide and some other I was gonna say back get, then it was blogs, right? Yeah, I yeah, mean, that's get, what it was. To get the word out. Um, yeah. I think we sold like 400 packs the first, like. 48 hours or something like that. And we were they had already like made all of our $10,000 back and had a profitable company like instantly. But you didn't uh, have but the then packs we used made that, yet, No, right? yeah, we used that <laughs> money from selling them to go buy the raw materials to then sell them. And then we delivered them in like May or something like that. And that was 2014. And then, you know, we were just growing at like 300% every year from 15, 16, 17, just freaking shooting up like a rocket and just, you know, those early days, man, just, you don't know what the hell you're doing. You're just was it winging ever, it. Was it ever tough trying to come up with like new prod? Like, okay, you got to come up with something new, obviously. To, hmm. Was that the hard part as far as like, I'm over here working on this business side of things, but I still have to do R&D for no, yeah, next no, gen? The R&D part I love, that's my passion. I'm but, just talking about just like timing, like yeah, just, for just sure. um, resources. So the early years was just solving, pro like, oh man, we, this isn't as durable as it needs to be, right? Like right. the very first packs we built like is tough. We overbuilt, they were bar tacked in a lot of places that didn't need to be bar tacked and things like that. Cause we're like, ah, we don't want to mess around here. We're putting yeah. a lifetime warranty on this. We don't, you know, you're just kind of shooting in a barrel, hoping like if it works, yeah, yeah. you like, don't know. Even if you yeah. test it for two years, it's still not a lifetime value. No, like, yeah, yeah, you have no idea. Um, so the first, like 14, 15, 16, just kept like, okay, the pack's squeaking, we need to fix this. And then, oh, we kind of, we found a better way to design this or that. And so we just like, every, those those first four years, we just kept like every year was like a new generation of just kept improving and working on it. And then I've, I've carried that motto through of like, unapologetically, I'm going to continue to push forward uh, with designs. Mm. You know, like when we just launched K4, like we had mad customers because I just bought my K3, you know, and it's oh, like, well, what you. do you expect from us? Like, we're, I'm gonna continue to evolve and make this product better. Yeah, um, it, it, yeah. yeah just real interject, last night we were talking about business and he's like, the two things, two facets that Mark and I focus on is build the best product possible and take care of our customers. Yeah. Like, those That's are- That's our motto for the next, like, EXO, um, I legit want, like, we're seven employees right now that actually work for EXO. Um, and I want to keep it that size as long as I possibly can. Like I want to always be a small company, customer relationships, take care of our products. And when Mark and I are faced with decisions, because there's so many, as you guys are very well aware of, so many opportunities that are thrown at you. Like, oh, you should do this, you should yeah. do that. It's like yeah. the, you know, the always just come back to, okay, 
like one, we want to keep things simple, but so it's just like, we're just, our focus is to make the absolute best pack we possibly can. Like I no compromises, do the best damn pack we can. We need to be, if not the best, like, you know, always in the conversation of the best packs you can put on your back. Sure. And then take care of the customers because our customers are the ones that they are our marketing tool. They yeah. are on our website. When you go to the checkout page, there's a, how did you hear about us? And it's like born and raised and our podcast and other people. And then, uh, and then one of them is a friend. And that is today, like 41% of our sales. The, oh, really? The largest chunk of our sales by far is a friend, um, which I, you know, to me is a huge compliment, right? Yeah. Everybody's got hunting partners. Somebody yeah. buys a pack, and I've, we go to Portland Sportsman's Expo, and that's that story is told over and over again. Like I went with my buddy; he had a pack. I borrowed it, packed up my you know quarter, went and bought a pack. Yeah. Um, so those, that's always our focus is just take care of those two things really well. Everything else is ancillary. Um, if it, if any of them distract us from accomplishing those two goals, act, no, pass on it. Yeah. yeah, and it's not easy to do. It's hard to say no, no to opportunities because it's like, oh, there's money there, there's money there, but you're just so distracted, you're not actually just going forward. Um, how so much, what's there. like, from what you used to do as far as like just pedal the metal and mm -hmm. do that, how much have you backed off now to where you're letting your team work and, and yeah, it's, is it's, that easy for you to it's do it's or really very transitioned hard? the last two years where I've got great employees we have a pretty unique structure set up. There's no actual boss of anybody with the exception of me. Everybody just has their roles. They show up, they work. Um, I pay, you know, pay everybody well, treat them well. We're all, we have a bonus system for all the employees. So as EXO does well, they make more money. Um, and so everyone just does their job. And you need the right core group of people yeah. that are all gonna work hard and work well together and help each other out when needed. Yeah. Um, and then people that are just responsible and get their crap done. So um, Jakey Poo gets a pass on Jakey Poo gets a pass. Yeah, no, he, <laughs> Sorry, Jake. As much crap as we give Jake, uh, he's, he's an awesome kid. He's been with us since he's 16, and he'll be with us for a lot longer. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, so, that's um, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, but for me personally, it's I've, uh, I've delegated all the day-to-day -day stuff so I can be out here with you guys for a couple of days, and everything's running smooth and great, and I could go hunt for 10 days and come back and, you know, have to kind of address a few things, but for the most part, yeah. everybody takes care of their job and does it well. And uh, so my role currently, besides, you know, obviously do all the design and future products, uh, which with K4 the last couple of years was a lot of time, you know, that was a lot, a lot of, a lot of time spent into it to get it right. I wanted it to be perfect um, and be like unquestionably the best pack you can put on your back. Like no more arguments. Like, oh, I like this about this pack and that about that pack. Like I feel, very confident if you could like blind test a hundred people we'd win that 99 out of 100 um with k4 it's and, and over the course of a season right like right. one yeah. you might like uh, a pack for this specific use but if you take a k4 and go from day hunts to 10 day hunts to cold weather i mean just all these different Whatever. scenarios it's just going to perform exceptionally well across the board and that was my goal with it so and yeah no no squeaking great durability you know great performance great load hauling um, where do you go from yeah. here? Um, what's next? Like yeah. what's like big in your in in your entrepreneurial mind? Going man? I don't know. I'm not. Um, I'm working on K4 Ultralight. Um, oh, cool. I've been hiking with a prototype right now. That's the frame is almost a full pound lighter than K4. Um, full pound. I, actually, I don't know how I feel about it. To be honest with you, I built it. 
And I don't know. I don't know if it'll ever, ever see the light of day. But I'm really. I have. I you know the. I have the time to work on it, and I think. Right now, my hunch is that I will discover something that I'll be able to apply to the next generation. That's four or five years down the road yeah. through this process of trying to like build this ultra light pack that I can I'll find something. But I don't think that ultra light pack will ever actually see the light. Gotcha. Of okay. Um, so the process of it. Will yeah, be, just like yeah. a running experiment right now. Um, but no, like I said, it's I struggle. Obviously, I'm like pushing and I got new ideas. And I want to do this and that, and like that's conflicting with. I've hit my max workload that I want to do. I want to have, enjoy time with my family. I love being a dad and doing stuff with my kids. And so I struggle with like my desire to like push and be an entrepreneur and do new things and build versus sure. like having time off and enjoying enjoying life, right? Like my, uh, my dad passed away a year ago, but the best thing that he ever taught me was just balance. Like in every decision you come to balance, like don't be so work heavy that you're not spending time with family. Don't spend so much time with family that you don't work and make money. Right. Don't don't drink so much alcohol that you know you become an alcoholic. But you know, drink alcohol. Like enjoy that time. Or right. You can take that with food. Like you know, yeah, you want to eat healthy food, but man, go enjoy a pizza every once in a while. Like right. you can just you can apply it to every single decision you come to. And if you always just kind of take that balanced approach, you're never going to go off the rails. Mm. Right. So just great advice. Um, I think that's really yeah. good. Really. So that's, I'm trying to, you know, right now I'm probably, <laughs> this summer, like we're doing a lot of family vacations and I'm probably out of balance. I probably Must be nice. I probably need to be Must in the be office nice. a little bit more. Uh, it's been great. So I've been having a lot of fun. Um, uh, yeah. You've been talking about tent. I know that. Yeah. Like you built a built, prototype. Back in like 16, 17, we built prototype tents, worked with a couple tent designers. Cause that's like a, something else I've been, tents, boots and packs. Um, but honestly, until I feel like I've built the perfect pack, I don't think I'll stray really? from that. Yeah, and K four is pretty close. That's why I mean, it'll be interesting to just see what I, what I can come up with over the next four or five years, working on this kind of ultra light thing, and see what comes of it. But um, yeah, K. Uh, I guess that's yeah, man. Just shameless plug too. Yeah. After this podcast, we are going to be actually working on our bag for the born and raised bag. Guys. Yes. So if you're listening to this, that's going to be out in what two weeks. <laughs> dude maybe uh, yeah. one less vacation you could get the back out a little faster if you think about it you know yeah yeah, yeah maybe. oh man uh, yeah no i'm excited to work on that with you guys yeah that's awesome what time do you guys got to get to the airport oh, i know he's got to take off at some point yeah, yeah we got about an hour left so okay we got a bag talk and conversation but i think absolutely i think the you know steve and i were talking last night um you know life goes by fast we had a uh friend of a friend passed away over the weekend early in his 50s and it's just like man you, you, you just you never know about that next corner that's you're gonna get thrown in life and yeah uh be present like be you know whether it's like you said the balance of family but like present in your decisions that you're going through and if you don't set out intentions like you're not if you don't know where you're gonna go like mm. you're gonna get lost yeah. and off track so it's like have a set some goals, have a clear vision, obviously watching you in business uh, with your family, like all that, I've seen that from the outside in. I really admire your ability to scale what you've done with the team in place, like yeah. especially from the outside in. As we journey in this manufacturing process and it's like every time we take the corner, we're making the wrong decision and we don't realize that until six months down the road. And then like, it just, it seems like uh, um, we keep, 
grinding, but we're not getting the progress that yeah. we want. And it, it, it'll all come in time. Like yeah. I, I, I go back to the thing is like, well, shoot, you started EXO in 2013. We're like yeah. two and a half years in the yeah. call company. Yeah, I'd now, say so. it was eight years. It's really been the last, yeah, three, two to three years. That's where I've noticed we it. turned that corner. Because I, I remember calling you back in the day, like, fuck, dude, I just, you know, just stressed out of my yeah. mind. And you're just putting out fires left and right. Yeah. Um, yeah, but being intentional, right, and addressing problems as they come up, and and then just, yeah, a huge part of it was getting the right group group of people, you know, having yeah, surrounding yourself with good people, yeah. Chase, you know, you got to work on that guy. A little it's bit. questionable. Yeah, it's questionable. <laughs> what um, both <laughs> both you guys like? What advice would you give that? kid that was scalping construction workers yeah. back in the day or like what like someone's out there right now and they're just like man i have this idea that i'm just kind of scared to take that one step mm. to go that far what what advice would you guys have for that guy my i mean we kind of hit on it earlier like find something you're passionate about because it's going to take a boatload of work if you're going to start a company and it's like i don't really care about it but i see there's an avenue to make money mm -hmm. yeah you know like you're not going to put that extra effort into it but if you have something that you're legitimately passionate about, and then what I said earlier, like that can make people's lives better, you've got a really good shot. Mm. Um, if it's just a flash in the pants products, you know, I, I'm just kind of anti that stuff. But um, so, but one thing that I always, all these different things um, that I've done, I had the, I always just use the analogy like, I basically just say one day I'm gonna do it and I step off the cliff. And wherever the hell I land, I land, but I do it. Do or die. Do or die. There's no like kind of, you know, edge of the cliff, to, you know, they're dipping your toe in the water type situation. It's just like, let's go. And, the other and, one that, yeah. that I've heard you say is better done than perfect. Yes, yeah, yeah, that came from my wife's professor in grad school. Cause my wife's a perfectionist and she was such a perfectionist that it was stopping her. She wasn't getting all of her work done, mm. right? Um, even like in tests, she'd like use the entire 90 minutes allotted for it, right? Like, and maybe miss a few questions at the end because she was going so slow. And her professor was like, Trish, better done than perfect. Like, get it done <laughs> and move on to the next thing. Yeah. Um, and then it is something like you have to, like uh, maybe in the stage you guys are at, it's like, you just got to start checking things off the list and get to the next item because yeah. there's so much in front of you. Yeah, yeah. analysis paralysis, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, no, and I think, I, I would just like anyone out there listening that's got this idea or, or desire, like it's not going to happen overnight. I mean, no. I think that's the thing, you know, life anymore is so such instant gratification. Now, now, now it happens. They're, they're fueled by it in their phones, like, like all that. It's, it's a long journey, yep. you know, and, and um, take and it's not about the destination. Well, like what you're going to gain in life is out of the journey and the mishaps mm -hmm. and the stumbles and all that. Like struggle builds the strength. You you learn from it. Everyone's going to make those mistakes. Like get yourself back up. Continue on. Don't quit. I mean, I think it's that never quit attitude. If if you go into it like, oh, I got this. It's going to be easy. Then you, you hit a roadblock and stumble, and then you give up. It's like yeah. you don't gain anything. Even not monetary, but just like life experience, right, yeah. you know? And and I always talk about like, you know, this, as simple as it is, like life's in a box, right? We're in this office, here's the box. And it was like moving this location, like it was a big under task to figure out like, 
we got it, it's it's a challenge how are we going to get through it it was a struggle but now like it's here we're there we're getting stuff set up it's like this is awesome life's a little bit bigger you yeah. have a little bit more explored you know like once you get out of that comfort zone and push or punch push into the comfort zone now all of a sudden just your normal everyday life is bigger better mm-hmm. more boisterous yeah. but yeah no i i just I, it's it's admiring to watch you from afar you know and and, and also being close and seeing under the hood a lot of it yeah. to know like behind the scenes what what all you've done to make it happen it's it's awesome yeah I feel yeah. exceptionally fortunate to be where i'm at and um yeah just getting wiser as i get older you know <laughs> <laughs> and trying to like you said there focus on appreciating the journey yeah. Right. Being present in what you're doing every day and not not so focused on the goal that you're like missing. Yeah, that's easy, like easy to do with kids. Like you're talking about like, you know, it's like get on your cell phone at night and get stuck answering emails and meanwhile your kids are playing all around you and yeah. Um say uh, three times, hey dad, hey yeah. dad, hey dad. Oh I, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know. yeah. So trying to be um yeah, just present. Enjoy it. And I do that with hunts now because it's like, yeah, you know, two kids at home and life's tougher, like traveling to a hunt used to be like, yeah, I can't wait to get this part over so I can get to the actual hunt. Now it's like, no, how, how can I enjoy this? Like I'm yeah. on a plane ride to Alaska. This is amazing. Like enjoy this, be present. And, um, That's where just, I find myself now. It's just yeah. enjoying the things. Like right. I think a lot of people, I think the, the, the mistake a lot of people make is like, they try to get there, try to get there, try to get there, and they may not even know where they're going, you know, or building or whatever it may be, and like their business side or or even personal side or whatever it may be. But it's like, let's take a take a step back and look at like, wow, yeah. we we just did this, you right. know, and, and and acknowledging that and celebrating those little wins that got you there, or else I think it can, can consume you mm-hmm. kind of a little bit. But it's yeah, totally like hunting, like. I've gotten even where I don't even care if I kill anything. It's just like, <laughs> no, yeah, look at this, guys. Look yeah, at where we're yeah, at, you yeah. know, or something. Yeah. You know, How so. lucky are we? Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think that's the coolest thing too with honey. It takes you to places that you would never ever go. Yep. I mean, yeah. well, not twenty-two miles back. Of- <laughs> <laughs> no, you shouldn't be there anyway. I don't want to drive yeah. a truck that far. <laughs> oh shoot. Well, this has been awesome, man. I really appreciate the insight, and I think Cody and I can. You know, Cody already said it best. Is like. Definitely a lot of our stuff we've gleaned from you as far as just the vision that you've had and, and it's it's admirable. I mean, it really is. It's like really admirable. Execution, yeah. yeah, all of it. It's so. uh, cherish your friendship, appreciate you taking the time out of the busy schedule. Like we've been trying to coordinate this and it's like, got it was starting to 36 hours. Well, it turned into about a 20 hour trip, you know, but it's like, <laughs> I'm take, here. Yeah. yep, we'll I'm take, uh, yeah. yeah, I just, take uh, what you can like get. I said, as we talked about last night, like I challenge ourselves to put, pick out the calendar, yeah. pick a date and let our kids become cousins, you know, yeah. like, uh, so yeah. let's, uh, I was talking with Andrea last night and she was all about it. So good. Yeah. They'll be dating before too long. <laughs> <laughs> Hold different thing. Hold different thing. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Bye.